Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We are back for another week podcasting Survivor Season 43. I'm Dylan alongside my co-host, Ryan Winthrop. What's up, Ryan? How are you feeling about the episode? We are all the way down to Final 7 now, and should be an exciting finish coming up. Dylan, I am doing great. I'm looking forward to the finish line for the season. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Like the survivors at the sanctuary, uh, we feasted. So uh, yeah, no, looking forward to talking about this episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. There was a lot of this episode. Um, I really enjoyed this episode personally. Um, and yeah, I'm curious to hear what you think as well. Um, we get we get started off right away and just say, you know, Noel goes home this episode. This episode was basically entirely about Noel um, and a little, and you know, Jesse mixed in obviously with the blind side, but mm-hmm. just what Noel was able to accomplish this season was incredible. Um, the reward challenge was as crazy of a challenge as I've seen in quite some time. Just what, what a, ch- what a challenge, what a performance. And it was just unbelievable to see, honestly. Like I, like I, I still can't believe it. I watched the episode on Wednesday, Wednesday night. I still cannot believe what I saw at that at that reward challenge. So, yeah, I mean, I would say easily in the conversation for one of the best comebacks in Survivor Challenge history, maybe on an individual basis, maybe the best. I, I texted you. I think I think the last time somebody came back from dead last like this was I think back in Kagiyan when final four like they had to jump into the water and do a puzzle and like Cass was still in the water when they were doing the puzzle and then she came back and won like this was incredible i mean noelle was struggling so much on the balance beam comes back wins the challenge in a couple tosses um but yeah i I guess just to eulogize noelle i mean amazing competitor obviously that goes on set i think she's a pretty good player as well i think like basically jesse and cody summarized it twice like jesse said it to Cody, and then he said it's a Gabler. He's like, every time they box Noel in, she finds a way out. We take out Justine, she gets Dwight. We take out Dwight, she gets Owen. And every time she gets momentum and she makes moves and she's good at challenges, like she's she's just dangerous. I mean, forget forget her story. Her story is a whole separate thing. She's just extremely dangerous in the game. So all credit has to go to Noel. Right. And Ryan, you make a good point. Like, if Noel was not a good player at this game. Even though she has an amazing story, they wouldn't have. They would have felt okay bringing her to the end. I think even with the story, if she was just a non-factor in the game. However, she proved herself, in my opinion, to be a legit, very good player in the game. She pulled off a big move against James by you know faking out the extra vote usage. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, she was legit good. Like you said, every single time she got knocked down, she got right back up. And look, it was great to watch. So. I mean, just shout out to her. Like it was, it was really, it was really amazing. I think, and people have already said this, but if we see a returning player season for 45 um, or 46 and it's, I mean, I would love to see obviously older school players, but let's just say it's going to be the new era just for right now. You can probably after this episode, lock Noel in as somebody who has to come back. I mean, I mean, I think the people in the game loved her. I think the audience really liked her as well. Great underdog story. So I think you can pencil Noel to come back. I mean, Dylan, she got the music that, like, like you know that that, that heroic music that people get, like when they go out, like, like Sari got that, Christian got that, like Elaine got that. Like whenever someone goes out like in a heroic fashion or like an underdog, like they just get like the swelling music. So you know that's when a big thing just happened. So 
yeah that you make a good point about the music i did realize that this episode um but let's get to let's get to the blind side of noel first and then we'll kind of go through chronologically like we, like we normally do uh just a reminder that if you're watching be sure to subscribe be sure to follow us on all social platforms links in the description below um also like the video helps us out a lot um and thank you to everybody who's watching but let's get right to jesse's blind side of noel um this was interesting because it was unlike anything that we've seen so far this season in the fact that like it was so obvious to me that you know it was that this that this was going down and the fact that we didn't really get any other side of the vote until like at the last second when Gabler kind of just like questioned it with Carla and was like, well, eventually we're going to need to take out Cody and Jesse because they're running the show. And then kind of nothing else happened. So to me, I was like, is it possible that they made like, how could they make this? So um, like uh, my opinion, I was sitting there and I'm like, how could they make this so obvious? Like there has to be some other side to this that we're not hearing. And we didn't really hear any other side except for Gabler at the last second. And honestly, based on how the votes went, I'm convinced that that was just thrown in there at the last second to cast some doubt on the vote. So you almost made it feel like, well, maybe it's not going to happen because, but like at the end of the day, we heard 20 minutes on how this blind side was going to go down. I think it was pretty obvious that it was going to go down, even though my editing senses were saying maybe not. Um, what were your thoughts on this blind side as a whole? And also like the way we saw it, because you know, in the past, we've complained that we wanted to see more of how the blind sides came together. We definitely saw all of how it came together tonight. Yeah, I mean, as we go through the episode, we're going to talk about Jesse's three-step process in detail and how he kind of went through it because it was really a master class in how you blindside somebody. But yeah, I think with the edit, Dylan, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I did get fooled. I mean, this really was the Noel episode, although Jesse had a big part in it too. But no, I was fooled because early on, Jesse gives like, the cursed confessional where he's like, I, I feel great in this game. Like I feel really good. And as we go through things, we'll talk about um, like who Jesse said he was close to. So he was like, I feel great. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Ellie said that other people have said that James has said it. And look what happens. Like you, you don't say that in the game, basically. Like I, I've said to you, you will never catch me dead saying the words. I feel great. I will always tell them I feel meh or okay. Like I'm never going to say I feel great. Cause they're just going to stick that in when they, they need to. Um, so Jesse started off the episode by saying, I feel great. Then he gives this whole, you know, soliloquy about like, this is how you blindside somebody. And then we get the Gabler moment with Carla, which I thought, oh my God, this is Jesse going to, gonna he's going to get blindsided. He's going to blow up in his face. I think in the end, because it was a 5-2-1 vote and Jesse didn't get any votes, to me, this almost was like a foreshadowing for next week where either Jesse and Cody will get uh, deceived next week or maybe Gabler will try to make a move next week and Jesse and Cody will like one up him and beat him because I guess you're right where it's like, we saw it before tribal, but nothing else came of it. It was just Gabler and Carla talking in the rain. I'm guessing it was probably like 10 minutes before tribal with the pouring rain. They didn't have time to pull things together. And, and Gabler was like, how do we just put a pin in this? And maybe next it's too late for tonight. How about maybe next week, not next week, next vote. How about we come back to this and how about we, to try to go against Cody and Jesse and Carl was like, sure. Because I, I, in the moment I was like, Oh my God, it's going to flip on Jesse. But in hindsight, there was just wasn't enough time. Yeah. I just, I think that if there was that big of a blind side personally, and yeah, of course I had a little bit of doubt that this was going to really go down. Um, But like, I almost feel like if there was that big of a blind side that Gabler was pulling together, I feel like we would have saw a little bit more. 
than just that one thing. And now it's kind of setting up what the storyline of probably next episode is going to be. Um, now I'm curious because we're at the final seven. Um, if you look to seasons that have happened, you know, 41 and 42, we're around the time where players who have seemed to be dominating the game are now going to be called out, are now going to be recognized, and are now in major trouble. We saw in 41, we had Ricard, who I believe went to Final Five and then was not able to make it pass, but he was a clear threat from around seven on. And the same thing with Omer, he finished sixth, but around this time was when people started figuring out what he was up to. So my question to you is, does Jesse survive this? He has two idols. I'm sitting here thinking, well, there's multiple questions we have to ask here and a lot of information that we don't know yet. One, why does he still have the two idols, right? Wouldn't you think that Cody would want it back? We're, I mean, a little bit removed from that at this point. And two, is he going to be smart enough to just use both idols right uh you know at seven and six or at you know or gonna be able to maybe pull off an immunity win and then play it at six and five or you know be able to escape next vote and then play it at six and five is he gonna be able to use these idols correctly to further advance himself in the game because personally the difference in my opinion the difference between jesse and somebody like omer and ricard is simply the ammo that they have yeah i mean i think jesse is just re really good at this game. I mean, obviously, I we, we can't say anything yet until we know how he finishes, whether he is a winner, if he's a finalist, or if he gets cut like Omer and uh, Ricard did. But, I mean, to me, Jesse seems like one of the best players in the new era so far. I mean, he's just so... First of all, he's so well-spoken in terms of how he talks, not just to the audience and confessionals, but how he also talks about his game to the other players. I think he's very, you know, very good with managing his words there. And I think that... The way he lays out the blind side, he again has a background with the poli sci and he knows how, you know, voting strategies work. So Jesse clearly is playing a very dominant game. Now, again, does that mean he's our final four fallen angel or is he the winner? I mean, we've seen the last two seasons in the new era, the biggest threats get cut and those who are in the shadows, those who are more under the radar tend to win. Look, I, again, I've learned from the last few seasons, I can't read the edit anymore. For all we know, this is the new version of our Tony, our Cam, like, I mean, because I my friend texts me and goes, okay, this was a very dominant edit for Jesse, but like, there's no way he wins, right? Like, they can't do all this. And like, it's so obvious that he's our winner where, you know, it could also be Carla, it could be Sammy, it could be Cassidy. Um, but I was saying like, maybe this is like the new version of like Tony and the extortion, like where maybe this is just like, this is our new era of this but again he still could be cut i hope jesse wins I'm, I'm rooting for jesse but i mean clearly he's not completely scot-free clearly gable is on to him at this point yeah uh I, I think you make a lot of good points there right it's like it's it's funny because obviously the last two seasons and this is you know obviously respect to erica and marianne's win but their win was not what we would say a dominant survivor win was right like they were in the shadows they made the move at the right time and they put themselves in the best position to win the game, whereas they were not completely in control of the game the entire time, whereas somebody like Jesse is in complete control of the game. Tony was in complete control of the game at Winners at War. And to me, it actually felt, and I was thinking this to myself in the middle of the episode, I was thinking to myself, this Jesse episode feels so much like a Tony episode. Like, that's what I was thinking. So to me, it's like, you know, I hear, you know, other people and, you know, tweets and other podcasts and like you, like you just said, your friends, like they're saying 
is Jesse really going to win after something like this? And to me, I think, yeah, it's possible, right? Doesn't the new era need their new dominant winner? So I think it is possible. Will it be an uphill battle? Yeah, I mean, like, he's going to have to see that Gabler's coming to him and he's going to have to play the idols at the right time and no one to play the idols. You would think that after making, you know, multiple big moves in a row that he would be able to sniff something out, sniff something out like this coming. However, he really like seems to trust Gabler. So that's where I, I fear for him, right? Is like, he may not see it coming from, he may see it coming, but not coming from Gabler and that could screw up his timing. Yeah. Gabler. I mean, I, I can't wait to go through things and we'll kind of go over how it played into it, but Gabler is somebody where, as Jesse's explaining how to blindside somebody, he actually lays out probably one of the best ways to blindside somebody. And this isn't unique to Jesse. We've seen this before. I mean, we've never seen it literally laid out like, like Andrew says in the chat. We've never seen it like a checklist, but we've seen this type of gameplay before from other strategists where they blindside somebody. I think the one problem with Jesse's plan, if there was ever a problem, was... Gabler's part of the plan and obviously if Gabler is with you and Cody in the middle according to you you have to include him of course because if Gabler ever feels slighted he's gonna take it out on you this is why we always talk about like with an Abby Maria or whatever it's like how long do you leave a player like this in the game where it's like you want to try to beat them or is it just you just you just can't risk taking them too far and I think we're seeing this here where the only thing that could derail this plan going forward because if Gabler if Gabler was a different kind of player or if this was somebody else you could say oh jesse's gonna walk away from this completely scot-free but the fact that gabler has now put this seed in carla's mind that could be that could spell trouble now granted like you said jesse has two idols so all it's going to take is for somebody like carla or someone to run back to Co uh, jesse next week and say hey gabler's throwing your name out and jesse will probably pull out one of his two idols i would hope he uses his idols next week since he only has like two more chances three more chances to use it anyway but that's the only thing that could derail it. And hopefully, hopefully by Jesse going to Carla and telling her, hey, you're part of the split tonight. Hopefully Carla repays the favor and says, just letting you know, Gabler's kind of gunning for you, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? And now at this point, and the reason why this is, so, this is so problematic for Jesse is that let's just say he heard that Gabler was kind of talking about gunning for him. Jesse doesn't really, he can't really, there's no way for him to really get Gabler out of the game, in my opinion, at this point, because it's in the best interest for basically everybody else to keep Gabler, except for Jesse. So I, and probably Cody also, cause you know, he, his name's lumped in. Um, so I think that it's not like, you know, we're, we're past the point in the game where Jesse could just turn around and kind of just vote out Gabler and get rid of that threat um, to him. At this point, it's like, I think in everybody, it's in everybody else's best interest to keep Gabler around. So I think this is going to be a consistent problem for Jesse going forward. And we'll have to see how he navigates it. Obviously, the idols are going to be a major part of that. Yeah, I think the only thing you can say, and obviously each player analyzes the end game differently, it's possible that Jesse takes a Suri type of approach where, like with um, Panama, with Courtney, where maybe when Suri was like, well, if Terry wants to take, and this is back when it was a final two, so it's a bit different, but if Terry wants to take Courtney, if Shane wants to take Courtney, if they all want to take Courtney, then that's one less spot for me. So Jesse could technically say, if Sammy wants Gabler in the end, if Owen wants Gabler in the end, if Cody, if everybody wants Gabler in the end, that's one less spot for him. So you could make the argument that, that maybe that's why Gabler has to go, because he's filling up a seat. Um, and 
And again, the other problem is that, like, you know, Jesse is actually only one of two people so far, Dylan, and we'll go over this with the challenges. He's the only player left in the game along with Sammy that hasn't won a challenge yet. So, I mean, Sammy could always pull out a win, but you could easily see a scenario where next week Cody wins immunity again and people are like, well, maybe now let's look at Jesse to go after. And he would have to be smart enough to realize I should play one of my idols if Cody wins immunity, maybe. Yeah, we're in an interesting spot. And again, I want to bring up this one more time because I'm still like, think we're, you know, this continues to be a storyline and yet we don't really know why. What do you think the reason is that Cody has not asked for his idol back or gotten his idol back? What is the reasoning behind this? We know the knowledge is power is flushed out of the game. Everyone knows the knowledge is power is gone. So what would be the incentive to keep the idol with Jesse at this point? You know, I mean, I feel like we can make up a lot of different scenarios like, oh, they're still trying to hide it from people. They're still trying to be sneaky or trying to deceive. But I've said to you before that with Occam's razor, it's like the simplest explanation is usually the right one. And the simplest explanation is Cody is just so laid back and trusts Jesse inexplicably that he's like, yeah, Jesse's my man. I'll just leave it with him. It's all, it's all good. It, it probably is just that. Like, I mean, granted, I think if Cody asked for it back, I think Jesse would give it to him. But I feel like Cody in his mind is like, yeah, I, I trust Jesse. I'll just leave it with him for now. It's fine. Just yeah, because, well, because he's Cody. If this was like an Owen or a Sammy, they would not be so cavalier with their idol. They would ask for it back right away. I think Cody is just so laid back that he's okay with it. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I would think he's going to ask for it back at some point. Um, and again, a lot of it depends on who wins immunity next week. If Cody goes and wins immunity, I'm sure he's not asking for it back right away. Whereas if he's, you know, if, if Jesse wins immunity, then yeah, Cody's going to feel a little bit in danger and want that back. Um, but yeah, I think you make an interesting point that it literally could be as simple as that. And maybe that's why we're not getting some crazy explanation on it because it really is that simple. Um, now we could go through, you know, the episode a little bit here because there are plenty of players that are obviously involved in the end game that we have not really, you know, touched on yet. Um, so, you know, the episode starts off, we get a quick recap of, you know, last tribal and we kind of are let, you know, we're, we are letting know by Carla that she was supposed to be out of the vote and Sammy kind of, you know, let her know beforehand. It wasn't like, uh, you know, Sammy tried to make it his move by, you know, making it seem like that he had to make a decision. But in reality, he was kind of just letting Carla know that, uh, that the vote was going to be towards James beforehand and that like she should get in on, in on it because you know he wanted to be like in with her um I thought that was like kind of an interesting thing that it was like it seemed you know they made it seem based on the edit that Sammy like had his mind made up already but was kind of acting like he didn't have his mind made up to like bring Carla into the vote and also like to make it seem like it was his move so I just kind of thought that was interesting whereas you know, do you get you get like the fine line of difference that I'm talking about is like instead yeah. of him making a decision, it seems like he had a decision made up to go James and made it seem like he didn't to get Carla in. So I thought I thought that was like kind of interesting to hear like Carla's perspective on it to start off the episode. Yeah, and I think I think like we said last week, that speaks to Carla's social game. Like obviously Owen and Noel were perfectly fine leaving her out of the loop because as we see in this episode, if you look at the the game board, what are the different sides? Like, you know, with, you know, with voting blocks and with people always shifting around, the game board can get messy sometimes. And we see clearly from last week into this week that, you know, you have Noel and Owen kind of on one side with Sammy kind of swinging in the middle himself. And then Carla and Cassidy, Carla and Cassidy are on the other side. 
I mean, you have Sammy going back and forth between them, but then you have the trio of Gabler, Cody, and Jesse, who are also kind of flipping back and forth as well. So Owen and Noel were perfectly fine leaving Carla out, and Sammy wanted to let her know. Now, granted, Sammy's kind of getting exposed in, in the middle here now, uh, that we're going to see in a little bit, but that also, I think, speaks to Carla's social game that Sammy was like, I want to leave her in on the vote. And Jesse and Cody were also thinking about on their side, well, do we want to piss off Carla? So even though it wasn't great that she could have been left out, I still think she has a very strong social game. Yeah, I do agree. Um, and it was also interesting to hear Noel's perspective, which was like, like, we don't trust Sammy anymore. And that, this kind of seems to be an issue for Sammy right now. It's like, all right, we we agreed that he was playing a really good game, but now he's at the point where I feel like he's getting a little bit of a Xander, right? Where it's like nobody really respects, I don't think, the type of, or maybe they respect the game he's playing, but they don't see it as, they don't see him as trustworthy, and they certainly don't see it as like a winning game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing like a lot of people talk about that, like Sammy. He definitely got like a little bit less airtime this episode. I'm a little bit, I'm like pretty worried for Sammy going forward. I think his days are probably numbered in this game. Um, and I, I mean, I'm just curious to see going forward. Like there, there's only so long that you could play the flipper in this game before it comes back to bite you eventually. Yeah, I, I think we learned a couple new things in this episode. Um, I mean, number one, like you just mentioned with Sammy, we, we were saying for weeks now, like, you know, we don't know if Sammy will get the respect if he gets to the end. But he's flipping in the middle and people were like, how are people not seeing this? And clearly this week we now realize everybody sees it. Now you say you're worried about him. Does that mean that he gets targeted in the next couple of weeks? Does that mean he gets brought to the end and no one wants to vote for him? I think either scenario is possible. I don't know if Sammy is in a great spot now. But yeah, we were like, how are people not recognizing Sammy's game? And now we're like, oh no, people see it. The other thing, Dylan, that we learned that I was shocked about was when Jesse was like, yeah, you know, I I, um, I have two idols. Uh, I'm good with Cody and Gabler. I'm good with Noel and Owen. I'm good with Carla and Cassidy. I'm covered on all sides. Oh, and I, and I know Carla has an idol. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you know she has an idol? Yeah, that. so, so this kind of goes with the theory that we were talking about for weeks, where it's like, we think that people kind of know, but like, we haven't been told that yet. And then that was the point we were finally told that, right? So th this is kind of another thing with Jesse. It's like, why are we being told now that Jesse knows about Carla's idol? I don't know. Like I like why like why like why now and why Jesse? Because I don't think he's the only one that knows. But I think the and this is why I think people have been complaining about the editing. Even though I think the season has been pretty good, I think it started slow for sure, and I think after the merge, it's been really picking up, and I've been very happy with it so far. Um, that's why people have been a little frustrated because we get this information and and we say as the audience like we didn't know that and it's almost a thing of like don't tell us show us so when jesse says oh i know carla has an idol we're left thinking how does he know that the only thing we can think of that i saw on twitter is that even though gabler got tricked by carla that oh you know Lindsay went home with it or like james was someone or geo someone went home with it um Jesse knows from Cody's idol that he had to collect beads and maybe he saw the beads in Carla's bag or maybe maybe he put two and two together. Like that's possible, but we didn't see it. And then also when Jesse says, yeah, I'm close with Noel, obviously. I'm close with Cody and Gabler, but I'm also close with Owen. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Owen and Jesse have a conversation at any point. So I think we as the audience are putting, and we, we, we podcast Owen, I think we put pieces together but I feel like the audience, especially casual viewers, are being asked to put a lot of things together on their own. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Um, 
And I'm curious to how that ends up impacting uh, Jesse's decision-making late in the game here. Like you would think that he would want to target Carla fairly soon. Um, It seems like, you know, they wanted to get Noel out while they could right now, but like, it seems like, and, and kind of Samuel, and we could talk about the reward. Uh, we talked about the actual challenge. We could talk about like the who went on the reward and those sure. conversations. Um, Noel brings Sammy, Jesse, and Owen on the reward with him. We could we could debate all day whether that was quote unquote the right decision. I ultimately think she was she was probably gone no matter what. Um, but regardless, here we see Sammy talking about how he wants to get out Cassidy and Carla really bad, like at least Cat, he's going for Cassidy next. And it seems like that Jesse theoretically should be targeting that duo as well going forward, Cassidy and Carla. I'm curious to see what, you know, this could be the episode where we see like one side of the vote is Jesse and the other side of the vote is like Carla and Cassidy, because at the end of the day, Carla and Cassidy may be close to as strong of a duo at, if not as strong as Jesse and Cody minus one idol at this point right like if those yeah, two yeah. can get to the final four then probably unless they're going up against jesse who somehow gets there like they're probably in a very very good spot for one of them to win the game um obviously cassidy won immunity this episode like what do you think is you know then what do you think is the future and we haven't spoke a lot about cassidy and carla this, yeah, you know, this yeah. episode yet so what do you think is the future of cassidy and carla where do you think they go from there? And how do you think that they do you think that they are continue to be targeted next episode? I think their name gets brought up again next week just because it's it seems like and even obviously, even though Cody and Jesse flipped on Noel, it seemed like this episode that the Vessies and the Bacas, the red and yellow, wanted to work together again to, to take out the blues. And that's kind of been the, the, the theme of this season. Because blue dominated so early, red and yellow have always wanted to team up against them and obviously then you know you you, you lose ellie you lose dwight you lose um janine but then of course people flip and they take out james and ryan so blue is always in a spot where like they're getting gangs up on so i think next week you're right i think we still open up next episode with sammy saying all right noel left i wish it was carla or well i mean to be fair sammy did also want noel out as a threat but he probably was like i wanted cassidy out and i guarantee you sammy is going to want that again and owen is going to want that again as well but i don't think it's going to happen i don't see a scenario since there's also only two women left and five guys which is cra- it's crazy to me i just don't see carla and cassidy going next week i think the 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 pendulum either swings back to hit cody and jesse or maybe sammy finally gets got or worst case, not worst case, but or maybe somehow Gabler kind of puts his foot in his mouth and he goes. But I just I don't see a scenario where Cassidy or Carla go next week. There's just too many other pieces on the board where now people are going to be scrambling. Yeah, Cassidy and Carla are in a very very good spot, um, in my opinion. You know, obviously Carla has her idol, as I mentioned yeah. a million times. I I've been saying this for a while now. I feel like I feel like Cassidy is. I feel like she's in an incredibly good spot, right? And especially with winning immunity this week. Not that, again, with the whole Noel thing, it probably would have been her anyway. But, like, Cassidy, she's been playing such a quiet game, but we've seen why it's a good game, right? And it just it, it's hard for me not to look at Cassidy and not look at the last two winners from the last two seasons and just be like, there's a lot of similarities there, right? Um, and I think that a big thing with Cassidy, and we've seen this several times, like, 
we've seen people call her out as like, oh, she could be sneaky. She could be this, right? But she's still here. We've seen Cody say, I want to work with people that I, I like. I like Cassidy, right? So we've seen a lot of people like her. Like, like I think that if she gets the end with the right people, she has a pretty strong chance to win. We've seen most of her game. I think she still could have a big move left in her. So I'm like very personally very intrigued by Cassidy going forward. Um, especially with right when you have a guy like Jesse who everyone is looking at, when you have a guy like Cody who everyone is looking at, like Cassidy is right there. And, you know, this duo of Cassidy and Carla could go forward. And I could also see this, you know, working in Carla's favor as well. It's like, we'll just flip flip it, right? Maybe, maybe we've seen Carla more, but maybe she's played a you know, quiet enough social game, if that makes sense, to the point where she has, you know, she's not being looked at as the big threat. Uh, Cassidy wins a couple of immunities and all of a sudden Cassidy's being looked as, at looked at as the big threat and Carlos skates by. So I think this duo is really interesting to look look at going forward. Um, obviously, we've heard so much from Carla, but I still feel like Cassidy's big move is incoming. So we'll see. Yeah, no, Cassidy still has winner equity. I mean, especially after the last two seasons, you can't discount anybody. I think at this point... The only player, I mean, I think each season, I mean, I, I hate to read too much into the edits, but I feel like each season for the last two, we have people who we think have a chance to win and then people who just are drawing dead. And I think in like last season, we said Romeo probably is drawing dead at this point. I think the only person drawing dead right now is Gabler. And that's just because even though he thinks he's in the middle, I just don't know if people respect him or his game. Like obviously from back when we were still in the tribe phase, clearly Ellie didn't like him. And now Ellie's not on the jury, but Janine doesn't like Gabler. And I don't think Sammy or Owen really like Gabler that much either. So I just don't think Gabler can do it, but I think anybody else out of the rest can easily win. And it would not shock me at all after the last few seasons of Cassidy won. I still feel like it's Carla or Jesse, but a Cassidy win wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, so I actually think also, I, I don't want to completely make him quote unquote drawing dead um, because I think a lot of people like him, but, I feel like Owen has a huge uphill battle to climb if he's going to win, right? Like he's yeah. been on the wrong side of the vote seemingly every time on the bottom. Um, but then, then again, there is a game that he could pitch where he was on the outs every time and somehow kept escaping, kept escaping, and somehow made it to the final three, right? That is a legit argument, right? Like, um, But I don't think he'll get the respect for simply you know, being out of the votes and, and surviving, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I would say Owen is, you know in trouble as well in terms of like a winner type thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think you make some good points. I think the one other thing I would say about the sanctuary is that, um, I mean, and again, this is kind of where we see the vote splits happen. And then it kind of leads into the ending where Owen thinks that again, it's Baca's and Bessie's against Cassidy and Carla. Cause he's like, we'll do a three, three vote split. And we see this again later where, okay, we're going to put Baca guys, so Owen, Gabler, and Sammy, we're going to put three on Cassidy, and the Bessies, uh, Noel, Cody, and Jesse, are going to vote Carla. And they so that, that means they think, Owen and Noel think, okay, we have Cody and Jesse with us, and it turns out in the end they didn't have them. Then later in the episode, when Cassidy has immunity, uh, which we'll get to in a second, we then see, okay, Cassidy's safe. How about we split between Carla and Sammy? Um, how about the guys all go on um, Carla and then the rest can go on Sammy. And once again, Noel and Jesse, sorry, Noel and Owen don't realize they don't have Jesse or Cody to make this plan happen. And I think this is why Je Jesse brings up a good point. Split votes are dangerous because anybody can flip. 
but the only way you're going to make some of this stuff happen is if you split the votes in the right way and then you can swing and then take that, that person out. Yeah. It'll, to me, it'll, it'll just be whether, you know, has it, it's hard for me to like watch on TV and then picture what a game, what a player in the game would be thinking. But like, if you're Jesse right now, you, to me, you have to see something coming, right? Like, like you cannot continue to make these moves and see like, so that's and see that nobody's targeting you yet we heard like four times in the episode last episode that that jesse feels amazing he thinks he's an amazing spot so maybe maybe he doesn't see it coming um now let's talk about this immunity challenge quickly (laughs) classic (laughs) classic challenge uh this was i i I always i watch this challenge and i'm like i would be so bad like i this would be my worst challenge i can't i can't sit still I can't like stay still like it would be like having one arm up there and trying to like balance a thing while I build, it would be an impossible task for me. So <laughs> I I was just completely impressed just watching. I, I thought it was honestly, I thought it was going to be one of those challenges that like we see like three hours elapse because I was like, how is anybody going to do this? I, um, I love this challenge. I'm actually glad we saw this come back. We haven't seen it in a while. I think there was a secret scene actually where they get tree mail and they're like, Oh, it's a classic mm-hmm. challenge coming back. And I was happy to see that it was the card one. I mean, we've seen this before, like in Heroes versus Villains, where they built the House of Cards. But once in a while, they do this where you have to balance it on the balance beam and do it and build with one hand. I don't know if you remember this, Dylan, but I always think back to South Pacific because this is the challenge where uh, Sophie drops her cards and she's like, Albert, come pick up my damn stack. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, Albert can't help you pick up your cards. <laughs> so I always think back to that moment. But I would, I feel like I would be decent at this i feel like the strategy is you want to build a strong base usually triangles are like the strongest shape for a base and then like cassidy did once you have a strong base just try to keep going up and up and then try to trick it out with like the one card but yeah i know dylan we've had a different immunity winner each time so far uh gabler owen carla cody and cassidy that yeah that's certainly interesting so it's literally anybody could win a challenge right technically uh if we're counting who's due then I guess who who hasn't won yet? Jesse hasn't won yet. Jesse and, and uh, Sammy. Jesse and Sammy. So those guys, I guess, are due, are due to win a challenge eventually. Um, yeah, like the challenge a lot. And next week we have another classic challenge. It looks like coming back because we have the yeah. the that, the, that uh, would be. You said this would be your worst challenge, Dylan. The cards, the the what? That would be my my worst. I I I don't even think I would participate. Like the, I, that would be terrifying <laughs> for me. No what shot. Was, what was the last time we saw that? The oh so, so, so hold on. So quickly, yeah. just to, to recap, what we're talking about for everybody listening. Last week uh, on the coming attractions the next week, it it looks like that the immunity challenge will be the part where like everybody's like kind of under the water in like a cage, and you got to like stick your head up to breathe, and like the high tide comes, and like whoever lasts the longest uh, under the thing wins immunity. When was the last time we saw that challenge? Um. The last time I remember seeing it, and I'm sure it happened in, in the 30s at one point, I remember seeing this in, in Karamoan because this was the cha- – basically, I remember this because in Karamoan, there were two water challenges in a row. And I remember when Philip went out, there was this challenge, and he was out very quickly, and he said to Jeff, like, I just don't do well underwater. And then the very next episode, there was a challenge where – it was like the one where, where you have to pull yourself under a long platform in the water. And Philip didn't even play. And he said to Jeff, I'm just going to sit out because I, I can't physically do this. And then he went out. So it, it, it's been at least, I think, at least 10, 
12, 14 seasons since we've seen this. It's been a while. That's cool that they're that's cool that they're bringing him back. So I'm excited to see how that goes next week. Um, I want to bring up a few a few other things before we get the questions. Yeah. Um, and again, if you want to bring up anything else, then feel free. But um, we have somebody asking in the chat, and this I guess this could segue us into questions. Also, I just want to find it. okay. Um, so Jay says Cody could still win. Why do people keep counting him out? So I kind of want to bring up that topic, right? Like. If you're Cody right now, and he's the one guy we haven't really spoke about in terms of strategy, other than like, why doesn't he have the idol back? If you are Cody right now, what do you do? Is your best move, is your only way to the end to go with Jesse and pitch your that your game is better than Jesse's? Or could you try and somehow get your idol back and blindside Jesse? Like, do you think, do you think that I personally think because my, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking strategy with my friends, with my brother, yeah. and my brother's, my brother's saying, if you like, if you're Cody, like, I feel like you have to try to to blindside Jesse. But like to me, it's like, if you try, if you try to blindside Jesse, then you're you're next up, right? Like that, that's how I feel at this point. So I always feel like that he's in a spot where he has to just go to Final Four with Jesse and just hope he loses fire. That's ha- kind of how I feel like Cody's path to a win would be. Um, I don't think he could go with Jesse and beat Jesse. He he can't afford to go with Jesse. And again, whether whether he makes a move on Jesse and then he's maybe seen as the next biggest threat or maybe he's viewed as like a great winner in the jury's eyes or whether it happens and like, maybe it's like Carla where maybe Jesse's going to go and someone tells him right before, hey, just letting you know it's going to be Jesse. Um, and he's, And basically he could save him with the idol or maybe he's like, you know what? I'm just going to let it happen and I'll be a bystander. I think either way, Jesse can't, uh, Cody can't go with Jesse because all Jesse has to do other than claiming the moves, because Cody could say, oh, we've been making the moves together. All Jesse has to do is whip out Janine's idol. Because if you remember last episode, sorry, not last episode, last season, Marianne never used her second idol and then she whips it out at Final Tribal and she's like, hey, by the way, I never needed it, but I I had this the whole time. And people were like, oh my God, that's incredible. She's she's amazing. Nobody knows Jesse has, I'm sorry, the jury knows, but no one in the game knows that Jesse has Janine's idol. The only one who knew that was, um, what's his face? Um, Dwight. Dwight. Because Dwight gave it to Jesse right before. I'm not even sure, because I'm, I'm thinking back to exit interviews, Dylan. I'm not even sure Janine knew in the game, unless Jesse whipped it out, because um i think when rob said to her like did what, what was your reaction when you saw that she was i think she was shocked so um unless jesse whips out whips it out at some point janine and the other players don't even know he has this so if cody goes with him all jesse has to do is say by the way not only did i have cody's for four weeks i had janine's the whole time and he, he's gonna win so cody cannot afford to go with jesse i guess in terms of i don't know if it was jay or andrew in terms of their question oh Jess, jay's question about why do people keep counting him out I feel like we as the audience count him out it's just because he's not a narrator. And I feel like when we see our winners, whether it's even if it's Marianne or Erica, they still narrated in their confessionals. Like Marianne would say, I'm doing this. This is my move. You know, I have to get rid of Jonathan or I have to get rid of Omer because of this. And even Erica was like, I'm in this position with Heather and with Deshaun and whatever. I feel like we only hear the narrating from Jesse, from Carla from Cassidy and also you could argue Sammy in the middle is narrating a bit. 
I don't think we've seen Cody from an audience perspective, at least. And maybe the maybe the tribe mates think he's, you know, kind of likable and kind of fun. I just feel like Cody hasn't been shown to us as a active player, if that makes sense. And, and that could all that could all flip on a dime, right? It's like right. it's like yeah. it's like at this point we haven't, but like if Cody is thinking what we're saying he should maybe do, uh then all it takes is one episode for him to be like. Uh, I didn't come here to come in second place and I'm going to go after Jesse now while he doesn't see it coming. And maybe even, maybe even he, maybe even Jesse doesn't even ask for his idol back so that he doesn't see it coming more. I don't, who knows? So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, Cause I think that it should be a storyline going forward, right? Unless he just, he just is content with going with Jesse, which would kind of be disappointing, but cause for, for, for viewership standpoint, it would be awesome to see if he flips, but I don't. I don't know what we're gonna see there. You just. You just. You just brought up a really good point. Actually, I was gonna mention one more thing uh, since we haven't talked about Jesse's um, checklist yet. But you brought up a very good point where maybe he doesn't ask for the idol back if Jesse's gonna go because then that would raise a red flag to Jesse. Because I just thought about this. Like, um, people know that Dwight went home. Well, they think Dwight went home with Janine's idol, so they know that you can go home with someone's thing in your pocket. And I wonder if people are like, oh, well, don't tell Jesse because the idol can go home with him. And if Cody realizes, oh, shoot, I need my idol back before he goes home with my idol too. If he just randomly asks for it, Jesse may say, yeah, he, Jesse may just may say, why are you asking for it back right now? So I feel like if he asks him, that could trigger something possibly. But go ahead. Maybe. How about this? We saw Jesse tell Noel who got voted out, obviously, but we saw Jesse tell, tell Noel, Cody asked for his idol back. Yes. What, what if everybody thinks that Cody still has an idol, but he doesn't actually have an idol because he votes, because he blind, let, let's just say in a, in, a, yeah. in a theoretical world where he blindsides Jesse and, and he does not tell Je- he does not tell Jesse to give his idol back so that he doesn't raise a red flag to Jesse that he could be turning on him. Yeah. It, both idols are flushed out there. But everybody else thinks that Jesse gave Cody back his idol. And now Cody's in one of those positions where everyone thinks he's protected, but he's not actually, and it could end up benefiting him. There's a lot of interesting ways this could go. I This is all coming to me right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting because, again, we don't see every conversation, but we don't know if people are going to cross-reference. Like, obviously, Jesse is part of his checklist, which we can quickly go into. Jesse tells Noel, oh, my chat with him was not about you. It was about he wanted his idol back. Now, we don't know if Noel went around or Jesse went around and said, oh, yeah, Cody has it back now. Because all it would take is for people to cross-reference with Cody and say, do you have your idol back or, or, or whatever the case is? And if Cody's not in on the plan, like if Cody doesn't realize, oh, I should lie and say I have it, that he might expose himself and Jesse. So I feel like you bring up a good point where we don't know how it's going to shake up. I feel like at this point, I don't see Jesse and Cody turning on each other if jesse goes out it's because a plan happens around cody i just don't see them flipping on each other because jesse can beat cody so why would he take him out and then cody i feel like trust jesse so well so yeah i, I don't think they're, i don't think they're ever going to turn on each other i think you're probably right i feel like if if they're broken up then it's because a plan happened before that was able to even be considered yeah. right right mm-hmm. like like i could also see a scenario where uh, 
I don't know, Cody doesn't win immunity and they're like, oh, let's get out Cody because he's so likable and he's still yeah. one of Jesse's guys. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe they target Cody first. And if they target Cody first somehow, I'm like, shout out to Jesse for somehow making that happen. Um, in, in terms of in terms of giving off the perspective that he's not running the ship and maybe it's maybe it's just as much Cody. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just there's a lot of different scenarios that could play out and I'm pretty excited to see all of them. I could see a scenario where next week Jesse or Cody gets targeted, whoever whoever's name gets brought up, maybe one of them was immunity. I don't know. And I could see Jesse or like for example, they find out that Gabler has like kind of flipped on them and they find out the votes are coming Cody's way or Jesse's way. They pull out one of the idols and they save themselves. I then could see I could I could see that happening. Then I could see a final six. They say, okay, well, we missed on Jesse and Cody. Let's do it again. But now they don't know Jesse has Janine's idol in his back pocket. And then they save themselves again. I could see that happening possibly. But then at that point, like if Jesse doesn't win immunity, he's then clearly the biggest threat. Like basically, and that's kind of what happens with Omer too, where it's like Jesse's playing a great game, but so far the only strike against him is Gabler's wary of him. If Jesse makes some of these big moves with the idols, he's going to be extremely dangerous unless he insulates himself yeah i agree and i'm curious like we've seen players who have kind of taken it easy in immunity challenges early on and then have turned it up at the end maybe jesse's one of those guys maybe he just is bad at immunity challenges but like i wouldn't rule out that either so who knows yeah do you before we get to questions do you quickly want to talk about jesse's uh, uh segment i mean granted we already went over how noel got blindsided but i just thought how this was laid out dylan with the editing was so interesting i i I know people who are old school fans are gonna say oh this was really tacky this was really cheesy but i thought it was pretty cool where his his steps are number one have a cover story number two throw the fall guy under the bus and then number three have a backup plan and basically he tells like for every chat he has he tells noel like oh i did this i did this so he's at least covering his bases to have a cover story and then he goes to noel and says look sammy he wants to work with you, but he wants to go after you. So now the plan's going to be on Carla and Sammy. But then because of the split, that then clears him and Cody up to then flip on that split and take out Noel. And then in case something falls through, he has a backup and says, okay, in case we don't have votes, let's just get Gabler just in case. So I thought it was a pretty great plan. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought I really liked it because I thought it was like super clear of how it all played out. And also like it just showed how great, jesse's plan was so i i really like the editing personally yeah i mean because again we've seen like top players do this before but we've never seen it out as like this specific um yeah and again to your point you said earlier in this podcast how it really felt obvious that noel was going to go here because we never saw an alternate plan because it it never felt like carla was going to go um but then again, you see Gabler talking to Carla, and I just had a gut feeling like, oh my God, this is going to blow up in Jesse's face somehow. Yeah, I mean, that, that could have happened. But I, I do think, it. yeah, there was, I thought Noel was going to go home, but also like there was a little bit of doubt because of that. So I, I thought it was like, it was perfect that they threw that in at the end because yeah. it also it also sets up next episode well. Yeah. Um, but let's get to questions. All right, so first question I like here from Jay. Uh, he goes, by the way, I don't think we've heard Carla's view on Jesse, but we're always hearing Jesse's view on Carla. Thoughts? I think that's an interesting point, right? It's like, I, I think that's that's true. 
We haven't really heard Carla talk about Jesse that much, but we are hearing Jesse talk about Carla. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? I don't know what it means, honestly. What what do you what do you think that means? Uh I mean, maybe it, I mean it, it you know, this is again reading into the editing or reading into the way different things are playing out. What's your opinion on this? I think Jay brings up an interesting point because usually with our key players in the game, and Carla is still a very key player in this game, we see their perspective on not just their allies, but also people that they want to go after. And we've heard Carla say, like, you know, I'm going to go after, you know, Geo in this case, or Lindsay here, or here's my thought on James, here's my thought on, you know, Owen or Cassidy. And we haven't heard her take on Jesse. The only thing we've seen between Carla and Jesse, other than this conversation today, is when Dwight went home, I think, or maybe it was at the merge when Ellie left, we saw Jesse and Carla, a very quick conversation, but they were shown off as very tight. And I'm wondering if they're even tighter than what the show is letting on, but maybe we're just getting the front running perspective from Jesse on Carla. And then whether Jesse gets targeted or not, maybe we'll get more from Carla like next week. Cause I mean, we saw Carla say when, when, uh, when Cody asked her, yeah, I don't know how much I trust Sammy, but I don't think we've seen any doubts from her on Jesse yet. Yeah. And, and I think Gabler's, Gabler and Carla's conversation can maybe put that in motion. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, All right. Another question we have here, and we kind of spoke about this before, but I I think it's just worth bringing up again. Is Jesse's breakdown of how to blind someone reminiscent of how Tony broke down he was going to get fire tokens after getting extorted? Uh, To me, that's kind of what this episode felt like to me, right? Like I I think that this felt like just a dominant episode from a player. Like sometimes Survivor edits a guy to be dominant. And right now, <laughs> Jesse is being edited to be that dominant guy. Um, and I think that he deserved all the credit in the world for what was a great move yeah. on Noel and insanely sneaky and savvy move. Uh, to quote Jay also in the chat here, who called Jesse, quote unquote, so savvy and brilliant. Like that's that's what it was. Um, so in my opinion, like, yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of truly while I was watching. Yeah, so I actually thought of some more examples, actually, because I was thinking to myself, okay, what's an example of a blind side that we've seen before from top players, but that, that but because of the editing was not laid out in this specific fashion? Because obviously, most recently, we see Tony with the fire tokens, and that's a key apples to apples comparison. But what are some older examples? And I thought of some. Now, I'm not trying to compare Jesse to Boston Rob or to Kim Spradlin, because A, he hasn't won yet, and B, we don't know how it, this ends up. So... Jesse's a great player, but he's not obviously in that top tier yet. But what are some other examples, Dylan, that we've seen people do this, like where they blindside someone in this fashion? If you remember in Redemption Island, when Boston Rob blindsides Matt, as as you love to say, send his ass back to Redemption Island, because <laughs> you, 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 love, you love that moment. Right. Um, let, let's let's basically, like, this is a class. Let's, let's apply the logic. The cover story to Matt is that we are staying Ometepe strong, and we're going to be voting out Steve. That's the plan because it's still orange versus purple, Matt. We're taking out uh, what's his face. We're taking out Steve. The fall guy is Matt because he says, okay, to the uh, his tribe, Matt just came up to me and wanted to blindside me after he just came back. So he's got to go no matter what. And then the, and then the backup plan would be, okay, well, just in case, um, we're going to whisper 
that the plan is Mike. So that way Ralph burns his idol on Mike and then Matt still goes home, but we also burn their idol. That's one example. Another example is in one world where Kim Spradlin takes out Michael, she basically um, covers her tracks with the cover stories by telling Michael, oh, Troy's going crazy. Troy wants to do this. But, but then she goes to Troy and says, Michael's kind of gunning for you. He wants Christina out, but Michael wants you gone. So now Troy's in wants Michael out. And the backup plan is like, well, worst case, Christina just goes home. So we've seen top players do this before, just not laid out that specifically. Yeah, I yeah, I I, I do agree. Like we've seen players do it, but like the breakdown was was pretty cool in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. All right, last question. I think this is a perfect way to end off. No. No. <laughs> there you go. Do you guys think the twist next week where everyone is running around is it going to be for knowledge's power? Uh, oh God! No. I'm sure. I'm sure that that out there somewhere there is you could you could figure out you, there. I'm sure like it, there it's like you could figure out or find what the twist is. I personally don't know what the twist is. I don't want to know what the twist is. But if I had to predict, I would again. I was wrong last time, so who knows? I'm praying that this is not for knowledge's power because no one wants that. I have to hope. The, the, okay, the, the way this looks with people scrambling, Dylan, it reminded me of the last two finales where people were scrambling before the challenge to get an advantage for the challenge. That's what it looks like to me. Now, you could argue with the formula of the new seasons that the challenge advantage is going to happen in the finale and this is something else. But that's what it looked like to me. So I'll, I'll go crazy and I'll say this is for an advantage in the challenge. But you're right. This could easily be... Hey everybody, there's an idol. Or hey everybody, knowledge's power is back, and that would kill. And that would just make me dead inside. But what I would, mean, what would almost be worse than that? Actually, nothing would be worse than knowledge's power. But what would almost be as bad, in my opinion, is if they just dropped like an idol nullifier in with three idols on the table of final seven. That would be terrible. But I don't even want to speculate on that. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I mean, if you ask me, which one do I hate more, idol nullifier or it, it's power? it's knowledge's power. It's knowledge is power, but it's close because I also, I also just hate, because again, I mean, Jeff has said since day one, since Borneo, like if you have immunity, whether it's your tribe or you, you cannot go home. You can't go home. And I, I never liked the twist and granted we've only seen the nullifier twice, but I never liked that. Like you could have an idol, you could play it perfectly. And then like, you just end up going home which is like you you can't do anything about that. So I agree, knowledge power is the worst, but the nullifier would also kill me. And now I'm scared that it's going to be the knowledge power again. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll we will have a lot to rant about on next week's podcast. Uh, on on uh, we'll let you know what what day it's going to be, but probably Thursday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a lot of ranting to do if it's knowledge power. That's all I'm gonna have to say. The, the only reason, and I said this last week as a joke, the only way I would want it to come back is if Carla finds it and just throws it in the ocean. Or 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 if someone finds it and Carla takes, if Carla takes it out a third time in a row, I would then basically say like Carla has to win. If, if Carla just n- knocks it out of the game three times in a row. <laughs> but you know they're going to bring it back next season if it doesn't work. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you everybody for watching uh, or listening. And if you're watching live, be sure to throw a, or, or just watching in general after, be sure to throw a like on the video, really helps us out. Be sure to subscribe to this channel if you aren't already. Throw comments on this video with your thoughts. 
Uh, follow us on all social platforms, and we will be back next week to recap episode 11 of Survivor Season 43. Grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night. <laughs>